<laughs> hey everybody, welcome to season two, episode 24 of Belgariad and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgariad series of books by David Eddings. This season we're reading book two, Queen of Sorcery, and today we're diving into chapter 23. My name is Sandra Turnbull. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. I'm a magical realism author and a meditation guide. Awesome. And I'm Alicia. I am a fantasy author and new title writing coach that I'm embracing. And we know, for those who listened from the beginning, you know what what a big deal that is for me to embrace the title of writing coach. But Mm -hmm. I do. I help people write their books, but in in a really powerful way. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So welcome to the show, everybody. We're we're into a new part, part three of the book. I know. Into when Nisa. You said chapter what are twenty three? I'm like, oh, we're almost to the end of this book, aren't we? Yeah, we're into I part. Because I so there were three the digital three parts to this book. The okay. first one there we were in Arendia. Second one we were in Tornidra. We've just come out of Tornidra and going into Nisa. So there are, let me just have a quick check. I know my little bar so shows got me that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more chapters till the end of the book. Cool. Is that going to lead us up to the end of a season really well? No, it's, I just can't wait. Like a month, mm. like a oh. month or two months because we're Hang ending on. in June. Let me see. So we have, yeah, we're having summer holidays this year, guys. So this will take us. This is one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight weeks of show. Let's see. Where's the calendar? So this week, one, two. So we'll have like two and a half months with three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, that's only in March. It's halfway through March. So we'll be, we'll have the next book started before we finish. Um, for so summer we'll, break our summer break so we'll actually start season three because we our seasons run from book to book not from year to year so our seasons do not follow the yearly calendar one season is one book um, so we'll be part way through season three uh, when we get to our summer break which like I'm I'll have I'll I'll map it out I'll map it out, everyone, so that we know exactly which chapter we'll be breaking on, provided we don't have any unforeseen circumstances where we have to skip a week. Because um, that'll be, or maybe I'll just leave it as a surprise um, because, yeah, it might sort of end the se- end end at summer break on a real cliffhanger. <gasps> I know. <laughs> You're going to be like one of those... Um... Netflix shows the season ends and you gotta wait a year. Uh, <laughs> so we don't have to wait a year, just a few months. No, or just even a couple few months. months. That's right. So I was working out the other day. So um yeah, we'll talk about that when it gets close to the time, but we are taking summer vacation off, darling listeners. So just um but know that we'll definitely be back after that. And you don't have to worry about it yet. You've got weeks and weeks and weeks of us chattering at you before that gets here. So, Polgara's Cup? Yeah, Polgara's Cup. I I have my cup filled with some 
sort of spicy and invigorating herbal tea because you remember last week I was talking about wanting to change one person's life and how I could do that on the last in the last week and this is I guess kind of like my update on last week's prophecy but I I reached out and connected with more people I was hoping you would talk about this because I saw something on Instagram I'm like I didn't know about this what's going on Oh, which one on Instagram? Was it something I said specifically or just that? There was a photo of you with like a bunch of women. And you you actually out the front of a room talking out loud to people. (laughs) I nearly fell off my chair. I was so excited. (laughs) I completely forgot about that already. It's been just so, my days have been so filled lately. Do you have something else more exciting than that? Holy shit. Well, I, I've been connecting with people like um, I found I, probably like 40 or 50 women from groups that I've been in in the past and just going in there and like reaching out and saying like, this is what I do. How can I help kind of thing and had conversations with at least 40 women in the last week, which is more than I've done in the last year altogether. <laughs> and then, yeah, this past weekend, I also went to that event which is that woman I told you about, I think it was in a prior, not on yep. the show, but, um, and I'm going to be working with her mm-hmm. to, to teach what I teach to her people. And mm-hmm. so she lives in San Diego too, and she was hosting a live event. So I went to it. And then while before that, she had asked me, will you speak about what you do for five minutes? And I was like, oh shit. Then I said, it's five minutes. I can do it. And thankfully I, it was six hours and I didn't go up until like the fourth or fifth hour. So I had already spent some time like getting to know most of the women. So it wasn't too bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was, it was a really cool shift to, to like last week I had a call with a woman. I shifted her energy from the time we started to the time it ended. And that was amazing. And it happened again in that room when I was speaking like everybody just kind of went really still and quiet everybody before was like blah, 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 giving their opinions and all this and that. And it was just really cool to see. And so I've been feeling like really inspired and empowered because of these connections. So you're feeling your power. Yeah. And so I've been told by a few people who know me real well that I meant I am a leader. Or I'm meant to be a leader, but I was just kind of whatever, you know, I'm this quiet little person. I'm not going to be a leader. And lately I've been really feeling that energy coming Mm -hmm. into me Mm -hmm. and that it's my time to speak up. It's my time Mm -hmm. to, to be express what I need to express to the world in order to create, not to create, but to contribute to the shift that's already happening in our world Mm -hmm. that I call humanity's shift into consciousness yep basically into awakening yep. and as soon as I realized that that book I published last year called internal journey of a writer was actually my path to awakening through writing fiction mm-hmm. I got super empowered and I just realized this like a month ago I had written and published the book a few months ago <laughs> but it didn't connect and as soon as that connected I had this whole new energy of like this is why I'm here Yep. Like this is my contribution. So it's time for me to step up and contribute and stop being selfish. Like I said, last week, uh-huh. someone had said, uh-huh. and so it's this past week I have stopped being selfish and I've been giving and it's felt amazing. And oh, I'm have, so excited for you. 
Yeah, it's been really great. I have a few people lined up that are interested and in figure out what I do if they want to work with me and all of that. So it's been like, oh, how exciting. Oh, babe. Babe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I just, nice potion. Invigorated is I the can word. I feel right it now. fizzing up my nose. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of fizzy, like a fizzy herbal tea, <laughs> like a, like a kombucha kind of tea. See, I haven't had kombucha. Oh, I love it. Oh, yes, I have. But it wasn't fizzy. Really? It was, it's, it's been a long, like a, it's been a long time since I had, it's like, it, like it has a homemade like a, one. Yeah. Homemade. I've had homemade. Yeah. Kombucha. Like, oh, okay. It's not fizzy. It's just like, yeah. a, like a herbal tea thing. Yeah, because see the ones I can get here at our local um call it health food store. Um they're they're pre-bottled and so when you open it, it's almost like a soda where you gotta be careful it doesn't spray out from the fizz. Well, it's because it's fermenting, I suppose. Yeah, it's fermenting and uh it's also a cold drink, it's not hot tea, it's cold. Yeah. It's really good. And they have flavors like gingerberry is my favorite one. Well, that's so nice. Good. I just remember this weird looking fungus growing on top of this liquid in the fridge of my yeah mom's that best hurts friend. that hurts a little hardy to pass but it's a bit gross you just scoop it out and drink the rest uh, <laughs> okay speaking of clear and slippery onto my potion <laughs> <laughs> which actually i wrote here my potion is clear and slippery but soothing <laughs> <laughs> it's not kombucha mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> i'm missing a tooth thanks to my lovely new dentist now you might remember darling listeners that last week the podcast was a little bit late into your podcast streams because i had a dentist appointment in the morning of production day which is usually Thursday. And I didn't know what was going to happen with her. Just going to check out what needed to be done. Remember I had the broken tooth from the butcher dentist and I got there and met my new dentist and he's just lovely. He's so kind. He has these really kind eyes. He's lovely, lovely, lovely. And he very, very kindly said to me, it's probably best we just pull it out. Because it had broken like all the way down to the bone. There was nothing for them to attach anything to. So he said, we'll just pull it out, let let your jaw heal. And then, you know, next year sometime we'll have a look at an implant or a bridge or something. So it was actually a really good experience. I was scared because I've never had a tooth pulled before. And it was a little bit shocking, like the implements that he used, like, full-on pair of pliers to crack the old crown off. Oh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he was so sweet. He leaned over and he said, now, don't be scared. There's going to be a snap. No. Oh, <laughs> like, That's when my whole body would tense. Like, okay, <laughs> like, just do it. Okay, okay, I trust you. I trust you. And it was like, cool. And, oh, okay. And it was a root canal tooth, so it was already, like, dead. Mm. But so, but yeah. he put put the like the like the, the injections, and he's super good at the injections, slow and gentle, and all around. So there was no pain, and then but 
but they, like he got in then to actually like break it all apart and like he said now we're gonna have to break your tooth apart because it's much better and then we'll just pull the pieces out but the way he was like almost climbing on top of me like yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm lying there going, holy shit, you have to be strong to do this crap. <laughs> yeah. That sounds intense. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, so that's why the podcast was late, my darlings. And um, I, I've been super gentle with myself this week. I've been just holding myself kindly and gently, giving myself lots of time to heal and rest when I need to rest. Yep. So that's important. Yeah. So that's my I question. have a dentist appointment next week. I have another. Supposed one. to be a cleaning. Yeah. But I know I have like four or five cavities that need <laughs> filling, and I've been avoiding them. Uh-huh. And I I need to do them so I don't have to get root canals. But I have one tooth that's been sore. It's sensitive to hot and cold. Sweetie, got to get that looked at. Well, I'm going next week, so. Okay. So I'm still, I'm still a bit tender, but I have another dentist appointment <laughs> on Monday to get mm. fitted on the other side of my jaw. So bottom jaw on the right is now missing a tooth. Bottom jaw on the left, same tooth, other side. He said, now we're going to have to replace that crown because there's cavities underneath in the actual tooth. Oh your tooth on that side too pretty soon so i have to go and get fitted for another crown <laughs> mm-hmm. Chiching. and dentist stuff Ugh. i don't like going to the dentist it'll be okay babe yeah i know i have high pain tolerance so i can handle it i know you i just the worst part is when it feels like you can't swallow and then they're trying to suck all your spit out, but then there's yeah. still some there that you really want to swallow, but the way they have your mouth open, you can't. That's when I start to panic and I'm yeah, like, yeah, I understand. can't swallow. I'm going to throw up on them or I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swallow bits of, ah! yeah. yeah. It's the noise more than anything that does my head in. Oh yeah. The the drills. Yeah, I don't like that. Either. Should I put a trigger warning at the start of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do now is I'll just bring my headphones and have my phone and I'll just turn in one oh. ear and I'll have the other one out. So if they need to talk to me, I've never done them. that. I've never done but that. It helps me. Or I'll just put a podcast on full yeah. blast so I can hear hear the conversation and just focus on that. Like your oh. mom in your chair listening to this, you're not at the dentist. <laughs> That's interesting. I've never done that. I'll keep that in my little toolbox. Mm-hmm. Okay. It helps. Garion's view, please. Okay. This was a nice short and sweet chapter, I thought. So they, they walk a little ways to get onto the ship that's going to sail them to Naisa and um, uh, while they're on the ship, we see Garion is feeling smothered by Aunt Paul a little bit because she's getting in his head a lot now mm-hmm. to talk to him in his mind. And he's also still recovering from killing another being with his own hand. He's feeling a lot of guilt around that. So, But there's some nice 
kind of lightness to this chapter because Sanidra finds out that he doesn't know how to read. And so she offers to teach him and we see them spending time together mm -hmm. doing that. Yep. Uh, yeah, as we get some nice scenery descriptions of the shores of <laughs> Naisa, I liked that. Cool. Oh, oh the yards have started early. Oh, dang. <laughs> We're a little bit behind, too. Yeah. Okay, so into Wolf's Wisdoms. the chapter discussion oh i made a little note here about uh the fact that we're going into a new a new country and so there's a new map that i get to put in the show notes yeah so, i was just pulling it up right now so it's great you get a real kind of idea of how far they have had to travel through the woods of the dryads to get to the um to get to the coast to get into the ship and then how far they have to sail to get to the to the river in Nisa that they've then got to go up to get to this to the capital city just this door so it's a nice kind of perspective of where they are mm -hmm. so i'll make yeah. sure i put that in the show notes for everyone to have a look at yeah it is interesting to like you could just get absorbed in the map for a while there i do it's nice Trying to figure it all out and like piece it together so yeah yeah now i think they're probably about right here yeah 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 it's so um it's helpful i find yeah, it, helpful. it is helpful i really wanted to do maps in mine but i just didn't i didn't you could though i could edit them in later yeah you Once totally I'm able could. to like pay my cousin like decent amounts to be like i need this like, yes draw it for me and he'll be like <laughs> i am on it <laughs> <laughs> that's so cruel <laughs> oh okay so where are we nice uh, so they're still like exiting the wood of the dryads when uh -huh. when gary and his, is noticing everybody kind of looking at him yeah they're still strange walking. ways because they've got to walk quite a way they've got to travel quite a way through the woods yeah after after he's killed um chamda don't does don't they like they I guess so. It just says they rode down through the wood of the dryads to, to the, the banks, banks of the river of the wood. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Doesn't really say how far. No. But I guess it feels like a long because Gary is so uncomfortable. Yeah. I, especially Dernick, who he thinks is like afraid of him now. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit about that last week and it was fear that we mm -hmm. reckoned was underneath Dernick's um, behavior. Yeah. Um, and Aunt Paul is the only one who has not changed anything of how she interacts with him no because yeah. you know it still calls him bulgaria bulgarian in his mind yeah which he doesn't like that no he doesn't like it at all and um he just gets mentally pouty and says leave me alone yeah oh here it is it says it took them several days to reach the sea ah, that's okay. her there we go that's get the was. time and so it, it, um, they get out to the beach and there's a big Cherok warboat at anchor waiting for them. <laughs> it's interesting. I like the little interaction that Hetar and Barak have about ships and horses. Yeah, that was uh, funny. The, that they all look the same. Yeah, Hetar. And because like <laughs> and, and, and Barak says, oh, she looks familiar, gesturing like about the, the ship. And Hetar's like, they all look the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then Barrack's like, um, you know, how would you feel if I said that all horses look the same? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you were going blind. <laughs> I guess, and that's a real kind of window into our own perspectives and the things that we yeah. find important and are, well, the things that are important to us. Like we see um, more clearly, more, um, you know, they stand out more to us. We, we value them more, so we pay more attention to them than other things. And everyone's like that, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was just pulled out a memory from like the other day that I can't pinpoint, but yeah. <laughs> That's happening off more frequently to you now. Mm -hmm. Connecting it's happening. It's strange, not strange, but it's how everything just is popping up here, 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 here. Like my... My attention is being called to these specific things for a reason. Uh -huh. Because I'm open to it now. Uh -huh. It's guiding me. It's like this way. Okay, now this way. Uh -huh. <laughs> Anyways, distraction. So it's it's Beric who knows this ship, right? And so he knows that they already know that they're there. No. Uh, no, he can see them. They can see the boat. But he recognizes the boat. He says they already know we're here. They, you know, sailors always watch an unfriendly shore very carefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a boat comes out to meet them. And, oh, no, I beg your pardon, the boat, like, Barrack leads the sort of walks along the bank until he finds a place a boat can actually pull in. And I had a hard time visualising this because, like, he, he, he goes to the riverbank. Oh, it's the riverbank, not the beach. I beg your pardon. So the ship comes up out, up the river from the ocean. So it comes out of the ocean, up the river to a deep place where it can moor at the mm -hmm. bank. Okay, that makes more sense now. I can see that in my mind because I was thinking, how's it going to come up to the beach? There's no place. Like it's not a bay. It's just a beach. So, oh, okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> I'm happy now. <laughs> So then we see Greldic is on the ship and like, just to remind me here, I remember his name. I know they yes. were with him before, but I can't remember specifics so, about him. So when they sailed from Sendaria to Cherik through the Great Maelstrom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His was the boat that took them. Okay. Was Kate. he with them for a while after that though? Or not? Greldic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was with them after that. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't Did he go up to the, did he go up to do... the, did he go up to the, to the, to oh, the. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking I now. I don't think of... he did. I'm getting him confused now with Grinegg, who's talked oh. about next. No, no. Grinegg was the uh, ambassador in Tolnidra, the Cherokee ambassador in Tolnidra, who right. okay. is, is Barak's cousin. Right. Okay, that's why I was confused because no, I didn't realize there are two different names there. Yep. So this is Greldig, who the Greldig, the ship captain who sailed them from Sendaria to Turek. and um, so this is the second time he pops up. He's one of those characters that, like, uh, one of those side characters that pops up. Part of my prediction was right then because I predicted that. Did you? For this that chapter, I said that a character we've seen before would come back. 
You did too. You did too. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Points for you. Yay. Okay. So, yeah. Then they have, they have a talk about the boat that was going to come and collect them. What? I must have missed that part. Oh, okay. So, Barak says, uh, oh, you're along, you know, what are you doing here, basically? And that's cool. That El- Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Grinig, you know, he, he told me that uh, he ran into Eltig, this other ship captain, who told me that um, Grinig was paying him to meet you here. And, you know, I remembered that you and Eltig don't get on very well. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I'd come instead. Barrack's sort of like, I'm surprised that he agreed to that. And Grolig's like, well, he didn't. He told me to piss off. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and then and then some bastard went and chopped his mask down in the middle of the night after all of his sailors were drunk and passed out. Who does that? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a funny conversation. So so there we go. Eric's like, what is the world coming to? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's perfectly straight face. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. And, and I do like the, um, I do did like trying to imagine the profanities that Grildig was, was inventing on the spot when he discovered his master had been chopped down. Because uh. <laughs> I know a lot of swear words. And I really enjoy thinking that he was inventing new ones. And I wonder what they were. Yeah. Especially in this world or what other words that we don't know about. I know. <laughs> Uh, oh that's something yes fantasy author alicia seymour make sure that you have a special swearing vocabulary in your books that's important there we go i have a series planned after my children's series that is gonna have a lot of swearing in it excellent so that'll be fun to play with very good i got it i've got an inspiration for my next series after i do the um <laughs> I know. How, how many is it now, though? Oh, There's God. like a line, right? I don't know. I have a fucking spreadsheet out to forever. I swear I'll never get all these books written if I write for the rest <laughs> of my life. But this one is a lesbian um, spy, like thriller set in the 40s. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, I don't know. I could ever write a book dated back, like, well, in I a different have, time period. No idea I if I, I could. can. No, no idea if I can or not. I may have to make it, well, as if I could avoid it, some kind of magical realism kind of slip through novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm watching Agent Carter at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like right in there with Peggy kicking ass and I'm like, yeah, I want a lesbian story in this world. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. I'm excited for a Black Widow's movie. Oh, I know. That's mm-hmm. going to be good. She's awesome. Yeah. All right. What was it? What were we talking so, about? The swear words. Oh, that's right. So then then they they start boarding the ship, though. Yeah. And we find out that it's going to be, depending on the weather, though, it'll be about 10 days trip on the ship to get to, um, I don't know, Naisa generally. Oh, sis. This tour. <laughs> Say this. that again. This tour. This, this tour. This tour. It's very hissy, hissy, hissy. Mm-hmm. It's this tour. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's to sail down the coast and then up the river. Yeah. Up the river of the serpent. To Skirin, the capital of Nusa. Yeah. Yeah. Targaryen? Garyon says he gets comfortable in his usual spot on the boat where he was the last time they were on a ship. Yeah, up in the prow. He likes to go up to the front and sit in the prow. Mm -hmm. And Aunt Pole comes over to him and this is where it begins. She just kind of, you know, she's just wanting to know if he wants to talk about it and he doesn't. Well, you know, the thing I really like about this little scene is that he, he, he recognizes the step behind him and the fragrance. Uh-huh. And there's just such this, such a, an, a bond there between them. There are a few mm-hmm. people of whom you have that instant kind of sense. Yeah. I think a lot of children do have that with their mother when they're oh, young. Totally. Totally. You know, and I think it's, I think a lot of readers will get that connection yeah. with their own mother remembering when they're a child and knowing her smell yeah such a maternal like it really does Mm -hmm. yeah yep 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 yeah so they have the conversation about what happened with with him killing uh chamdar Mm -hmm. and And he's telling her he wished he'd never well it's also the conversation about his abilities and not wanting to use them anymore yeah so he's sort of he he he's almost accusing at aunt paul saying you knew that i could do that 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 kind of thing didn't you and Mm. you know she's she's really kind and gentle in the way she explains it saying you know well i've suspected for a long time but we're never sure until it actually happens you know And here, this, the, I remember, I can't remember when we were talking about it, but you were curious about the, the how sorcery works and who can be a sorcerer and can it be learned or must it be born in you? And I suppose this builds, this sort of answers that a little bit. Aunt Paul's sort of saying, you know, there are lots of people who have the ability but just never use it. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and so that's how he sort of goes into, well, you know, wish I'd never used it. Mm -hmm. And um, she also explains that his uh, method of attack is his choice. Yeah. You know, and so we kind of already saw that with Aunt Paul and Mr. Wolf using it by Mm -hmm. just choosing, saying the word that they wanted and then that summons the elements or energy that they needed. No, it's the will that does that. I think the word is just the release. It's Mm -hmm. like pulling the trigger. Yeah. And she's a little bit frustrated with him because she, at this point, after they've been talking a little bit about it, she's starting to see that he's, in her opinion, he's just feeling sorry for himself. Well, yeah. He's done this this thing. I wish I'd never done it. I'm never going to do it again, ever. Not ever. Yeah. He's being stubborn. Mm. And that... I think that is a trigger for her with him, his stubbornness. Because she's not stubborn at all. Right. It is. They say whatever triggers you in others <laughs> is in yourself. Yes. And yeah, and she said, and she sort of rebukes him inside his mind. And that must be that must 
I mean, when you want to just be by yourself and have a good pout, you don't <laughs> want some chick in your brain. You know, you can't turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be. Tell I would, this voice. Anytime they just feel like jumping in your mind. Yeah. Just, hey, hey, let's talk now. No, I'm, I don't want to talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. So she talks to him more about like, you know, you already released it. You can't cage it up anymore. Now it's going to be a matter of teaching you how to control it. Yeah. So so, don't turn into a monster, she says. You know, we can't have you rampaging through the world and as like a monster doing all kinds of unspeakable things because you're not controlling your power. Yeah. And he's sort of spiraling. Yeah, sorry, spiraling down into the well of despair. Yeah, seeing he already sees himself as a monster because of what he did. Yeah. But she turns it back on him again as being in a place of self-pity. Mm-hmm. She's got no patience know. for it. Yeah. I kind of feel for Garion because I could understand if your first time killing somebody, I mean, give him a break, a little bit of a break. A little you know? bit. Just a little bit. He's a teenager and he just killed someone. So Yeah. yeah. And like telling him to grow up. <laughs> To grow up a little. It's hard to instruct you. You're so self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this is the, just at this standoff, him saying, I'm never going to use it again, her saying, yes, you will. You'll learn and practice and develop it. And if you don't do it willingly, they'll be, we'll do it a different way. But, you know, make up your mind. Yeah. But she's not doing it to be cruel i mean the scene ends with her touching his cheek like reaching out and gently touching his cheek you know it's like having that caring connection so she's not saying all of this stuff to be a bitch yeah i get that i just i feel like it would be nice uh, you know she could have given him some space like after he said he didn't want to talk about it then just give him his space yeah that's from one mother to another. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. In my head thinking, shut up, shut up. Just need space. Just shut up. Just don't say anything. <laughs> and <Yeah>. so <laughs> you, you didn't shut hard. up. You didn't shut up. <sighs> yeah. So she does end up, you know, just walking away. And then he has the voice the, the in voice, his mind. The voice in his mind tell him that she's right you know <laughs> he's like stay out of this <laughs> yeah he gets upset like just a little snippy like just oh, stay out mm-hmm. of this i like that yeah and then this is where it shifts into like the fun stuff mm-hmm. like this is a light-hearted conversation of the idea that gary is starting to grow facial hair <gasps> I so love this. Yeah, they, they have this really beautiful, beautiful threshold moment, like with everyone there, like around the breakfast table or whatever. Yeah. Because it's Mandarellen who brings it up. Or no, it's not. He no, 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 acknowledges no. it. Yeah. He, our Paul says, oh, look, you're getting some whiskers. It's time, mm-hmm. you know, you better shave. And then everyone's got an opinion. And Sinedra just sort of reaches out and tugs on it and, makes him blush even further yeah and um amanda like the the b 
big brother, you know, finally approaching, you are truly approaching manhood. And, mm-hmm. and um, I really wanted Silk to say something, but he, it, I, I don't think, it doesn't say anything in here, but Barrack's like all for letting it just grow because of course mm-hmm. he's Cherokee and never have, never, has never shaved in his whole life. Dernick just he just quietly goes off and gets what he needs, like the soap and the mirror, and gets his razor out and shows him how to use it. And then Heta, <laughs> Heta says, "Just be careful around your nose. A man looks very strange without a nose." <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. Yeah, that was a really good scene to just um, they're just like laid back for a little bit. Yeah. Just doing a, a daily activity. Well, it's normal. It was such a family moment, is what it was, with all the brothers and the uncles and the, you know, annoying little sister reaching over, tugging on his bed, and the mom. It's like re- this real kind of shepherding him through um, this moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. So, and then they, they're. It goes next to him and Sinidra standing together at the prow of the ship. Uh huh. So we get Garion and Sinidra together at the prow of the ship, and we get a little bit of like they're watching the what is coastline. it like the banks? Yeah, yeah the, the coastline of Naisa, and they even see like some crocodiles in the water, mm-hmm. which was an interesting little side note. And there. this There's sort of well, this is. This is what starts them on their um, on the talk about you know um, reading and writing because yeah. Garion doesn't know what they are and Sinedra like tr- explains what they are what crocodiles are and she's like well haven't you ever read about them yeah and yeah so she finds out he can't read and offers to help teach him if he wants to learn yep and she's actually very um, like she's not she's not being a smart ass about any of it um, because she realizes that she's probably started the relationship on the wrong foot by uh, assuming that he was a servant in the first place. And she's never going to admit that. So, you know, this offer of help is like the closest thing that Gary's ever going to get to an apology probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. She offers to help him and, you know, it tells him, how long it takes for him to learn depends on how smart he is yeah. or how quick he catches on. Yep. And then she tells him that reading and writing are the same thing. Yeah. Cause he says, you know, I don't, I don't think I need to um, worry about writing. I'll just learn reading, but <laughs> that should be mm-hmm. enough for now. So, but even that was like nice. It felt good not like he didn't get the pig up he just said oh I didn't realize they were the same thing and she was kind and said yeah Mm -hmm. you know one is the other you learn them both the same way and I just love that that's the way it was written Mm -hmm. like just real feeling the thing and saying the thing that they were feeling rather than feeling a thing getting embarrassed and saying something to like blow it off it's like that they're at the moment though after they've had an experience together that's life changing. Yes. And it bonded them. Yes. So it's almost like we went through that together and survived. So what is it just speaking openly? That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still in that shock phase, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Could be too. 
And so Duranik provides them with some a charcoal stick and some parchment for them to practice. With. Well, he, he puts he he nails some sailcloth to a board, and that's what they used to write on. Mm-hmm. Sailcloth, mm-hmm. like like a square of canvas or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so the two, yeah, Garen and Sinedra go off into the prow of the ship, and they just get on with learning and teaching. And they're at it for a few days and he picks it up pretty quickly. And then one afternoon, Sinedra's like, no, 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 you spelled it wrong. Yeah. He um, writes his name as Belgarion instead of Garion. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he wasn't even aware that he was doing it. Yeah. It just came out naturally. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you, look- you can feel Aunt Paul watching him this whole time as they're doing this too. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so he sort of immediately looks up and stay out of my mind. Like he snaps at her, stay out of my mind. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, study hard, dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wonder, see, I've always thought that it was Polgara influencing him to write Belgarian, but I wonder whether he's just done it. It's just come through him. And because Pogar is being so observant of him at the moment, he immediately feels her and looks up almost like he didn't want to acknowledge what he'd done. And he didn't want her to see what he had done. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I've never thought of it that way before. Yeah. I just kind of assumed it was his like intuition okay his take note taken over him and he didn't know what he was doing it just naturally his hands yeah, his hands yeah, yeah. moved see that's how this is this is shift in mindset for me like i've always seen that as pogara influencing what he's done so yeah hello my name is sandra i'm a control freak <laughs> mother figure influencing the child <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we're at the end of the chapter and uh, the day after that, they reach the mouth of the River of the Serpent in central Nusa and uh, they put the sail down and get out the oars because they've got to row up the river just this tall. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, really nice and short and a shift from the last few mm-hmm. chapters that were, there was a lot going on, a lot happening. Yeah, It was a nice family sort of, bonding yeah I really liked it I like it yeah it was good so what was your magic from the chapter okay so uh, so my magic is actually Garion's body throwing out facial hair as it enters the next cycle of maturation (laughs) because that's totally magical like the cycles that our bodies go through as we grow and mature simple as that that's mine I'm laughing because I've already read the notes and, I, and you had me I was cracking up and over here when I was reading but we'll get to that okay what's your magic for the chapter mine is the aunt Paul's gaze is so intense that Gary can feel it without even having to see her she's standing there yeah there's and some everyday magic for us hey yeah yeah whether you have a connection with someone or not, if you are like an intuitive person, you can just sense that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
So, okay. <laughs> Personal insight. <laughs> yeah. You go first. Go okay, ahead. so my personal insight <laughs> is my body throwing out facial hair as it enters the next cycle of maturation. Because <laughs> I can do this on my chin. Um, you've seen the video, you can see me pulling the little hairs on my chin. And I was reading the chapter today, doing this going, yeah, uh -huh. Gary, and I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get the tweezers out again. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. Because yeah. it's part of the yeah. part of the hormonal shift for women, I think. Yep. Hello, and second half of my forties. Yeah. I have a beard. <laughs> no. More like a <laughs> few tiny little peach fuzz. Oh, oh, I keep on top of this shit. Don't you worry? <laughs> when, I, when I forget that, there's one particularly long one that comes down like quite far down towards my throat under my chin <laughs> and I that I forget a lot because it's like I never see it and then yeah. and then I'll I'll sort of touch myself ah oh, shit and be like two inches long it's <laughs> funny it's just <laughs> it's quite fun to pull on though I like it anyway that's your personal that's insight oh I related mine to my magic too because I also relate to Gary I'm feeling like sensing eyes on me when I go somewhere but not wanting to look and like make the eye contact mm -hmm. whether it could be a stranger I don't know so there's no need to or it could be that I know somebody's watching me because they're expecting something and I just don't want to address it mm -hmm. yep 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 so I can be pretty good at avoiding oh yeah sometimes <laughs> there's a skill in that <laughs> yeah Oh, and we're up to Prophecy Speaks. Mm -hmm. So last week I had, I was looking for guidance about the rules that I put in place, a little bit OCD um, about doing things in order and putting up before the show episodes out of order for our patrons. And um, I ended up, I ended up doing it. We got a lovely, um, lovely encouragement from our patrons in the private group and a voice message, a voice message from one of them, which I'll play. Should I play it now or later? Yeah, play it now. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to give my two cents on the before the show recordings. Um, I think that you should just put everything out that you have right now. And going forward, keep doing that as well for each new episode. I think it's easier and it'll put a lot less pressure on you, Sandra, to, to do that that way. And then when you have time, go back and do the old ones. I know it's going to take me a really long time before I re-listen to this podcast because not only do I have other things going on, but I listen to other podcasts as well, and it's just going to take me quite a while. Um, so I think it would just put a lot less pressure on yourself if you release what you have now and didn't worry so much about the past. Anyway, those are just my two cents. Thanks. <laughs> 
So yes, she is correct. Yes. So I did it and I felt really, I felt really good. It was like a release. Good. So the act of doing it um, was very uh, peaceful. Like I felt really good. I didn't have any of my jitters or sick feelings. It was just nice. That means it came up because you were ready. Yeah. You're ready to release a little bit of that OCD. Yeah, I think so. So <laughs> helpful, helpful, helpful. And uh, this week, um, I want to know what will happen if I send wedding invitations to my family in Australia. Um, I know that none of them are planning to come to the wedding. It's a long way. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it would be a way to include them because we're asking all of our guests uh, to select five songs to, that we're going to put on our playlist for the, for the party. And, you know, I just thought that might be cool. You know, they can't be here, but they can send their songs. And I'm sort of like, I think I want to do it, but I don't want to be like trying to rub their noses in the fact that they can't come. You know, do I make special invitations for them? which, you know, I don't want to do because, but I just thought I can send them, you know, I don't know, maybe I send an invitation with a letter. I just, you know. You just need some clarity on what you to do. You need some clarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause just, you know, one of those things that goes round and round and round and round in my head. Mm -hmm. So the book I'm using. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so the, the book I'm using is called Strange Fits of Passion and it's by Anita Shreve. Let's see what she says. I looked up sharply at her. For the baby, she added quickly. And, of course, yourself if you should need it. It's a good idea to know where to go in case of emergency. Thank you, I said. I reached for my pocketbook on the table. I'd like to pay you now. What's the rent? She hesitated as if thinking to herself, then said, $75 a month. I thought, even in St Hildare in the winter, she could get twice that. I had $300 in cash in my wallet. I calculated that if I was very careful... I might be able to last at least two months before I had to find a job or figure out how to get into my bank account without anyone discovering where I was. Julia accepted the money, folded it into the pocket of her parker. You don't have a phone here, she said. I don't like to think of you here alone with the baby without a telephone. You have a problem? You'd better go up to the LeBlanc place. That's the blue cape just before we turned in. I'm pretty sure they're on the phone. For other calls, you can come use my phone, but I'm afraid we don't have a public phone in St Hildare. You have to go to the A&P in Machias. There is no one, there, there's one inside the door. She shifted her body in the chair and looked at Caroline. I think you'll find St Hildare a very quiet place, she said. I nodded. You'll need a crib, she said. I have, a, I have the basket. She studied the baby again. She was thinking, I'll get you a crib, she said. I'll always be a child of my parents. 
and I could always call my mum and ask her what she reckons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could I not? Mm-hmm. It's really not a big deal. I can take care of this or by my big self. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even if they're not going to come, like, you can just still send the same invitation that everybody else is getting. Yep. Like, don't make it special for them. Just send it. And I know that when my sister, one of my sisters got married, I was here, I couldn't come, but I asked her to send me an invitation because I, I wanted to, you know, feel some included. People like to, some people also just like to keep that as a memory, you know? Yeah, I'm making like it a parents. big deal. I'm making it a big deal. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Great. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so my check-in, I pretty much already updated everybody on that in the mm-hmm. intro mm-hmm. conversation. But that was about changing somebody's life. And so, yeah. This week, I am looking for a specific type of person. More than one person, though. And I'm maybe a few, a handful to work with on writing their book. I already kind of have this visual of who they are. And I'm just wondering where will I find them? Um, Because that's where the stage I'm at right now is knowing where to find them. So I'm using Feast for Crows, The Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. Martin, because the Feast for Crows has the three-eyed raven on the cover uh-huh. and you know me with ravens and this is a three-eyed raven so let's see I'm looking let me not look okay why do I always open to a Cersei page okay. <laughs> so it was I know it was Cersei shuddered my throat is raw be a sweet and pour me some wine. If it please you, that is all that I desire. Liar, she knew that she knew what Tana desired. Uh, so be it. If the woman was besotted with her, that would help ensure that she and her husband remained loyal. In a world so full of treachery, that was worth a few kisses. She is no worse than most men. At least there is no danger of her ever getting me with child. The wine helped, but not enough. I feel soiled, the queen complained as she stood beside her widow, cup in hand. Her window, sorry, cup in hand. A bath will set you right, my sweet. Lady Meriwether woke Dorcas and Jocelyn and sent them for hot water. As the tub was filled, she helped the queen disrobe, undoing her laces with deft fingers and easing the gown off her shoulders. Then she slipped out of her own dress and let it puddle on the floor. The two of them shared the bath together with Cersei lying back in Tana's arms. Tommen must be spared the worst of this, she told the Mirish woman. Marjorie still takes him to the sept every day so they can ask the gods to heal her brother. 
Sir Loris still clung to life annoyingly. He is fond of her cousins as well. I will go hard on him to lose them all. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. stop there because I'm just confused. I'm trying to like read it and it's confusing me with their mm -hmm. dialogues. Okay. Uh, but I have to summarize this to make any sense of it. So it's Cersei talking to a queen who I don't know and they're getting in the bath together. And I assume she's trying to like persuade her to do something. So she's like having sexy time with her mm -hmm. to get her to do what she wants. Um, and there was something else that was, no, I guess that was it. So I have no idea. <laughs> I'm completely lost. Well, that I was, I was distracted by trying to like, discern this dialogue and stuff shall i yeah go ahead so the specific type of people that you're looking for you'll find them through moments in which you're able to be more intimate mm -hmm. than you might think you can be mm. but it won't it won't feel like you're soiling yourself <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and it, 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 it's similar to something I was realizing myself earlier that I had realized, yeah, that I had realized that another shift I wanted to make and just how I, uh, you know, stepping into that leader role mm -hmm. is about, about being willing to be intimate and in a public setting sometimes. Yep. So that's what I, I have just figured that out too. So I guess that's just a confirmation of it. Yeah, that's it. So I can, like, I have no problem doing that. So, so you're already doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, just this like past week. Yeah. I started but I can go even deeper. Like I can see yep. how I can go even deeper. So yep. I will. Sexy cool. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn Cersei, I tell you. <laughs> why? There's a reason why she's always my teacher and when I pull these books out. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> At the end of the chapter we're at the end of the episode well we were at the end of the chapter a while ago but now we're at the end of the episode darling listeners yes um so if you would like to talk about this episode specifically you can hit us up on social media or any of the places that we hang out with the hashtag bearded woman <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And um, just throw it into the conversation just for fun. You can find all the extended show notes and links to all the things that we've mentioned in the during the episode on our website, belgariadandbeyond.goddesskindle.com. Head over, head over to the website and check it out and you can sign up for our mailing list while you're there. 
stay updated with any special notices that might go out. Um, you can leave a voice message for us. There'll be a link in the show notes. Just let us know if you don't want your message to be included in the show. You can contact Beyond at gmail.com with all your questions and comments. And we're indie artists, Alicia and I. So the best way that you can support us is to become a patron of the show because that ripples out through all of our artistic endeavours and it helps us to create a better show for you. And um, you can find out more about that at patreon.com forward slash Belgariad and beyond. And there'll be a link in the show notes. And, you know, you can find us in the regular places, Facebook and Instagram at Belgariad and beyond. This episode of the show is brought to you by Sandra's guided meditation that is called Rainforest Breath. Yeah, I picked this one to highlight today because we're heading into Nyasa in the story and the rainforest theme seems appropriate, though the imagery in the meditation is much more relaxing than the stifling river of the serpent <laughs> that we're about to go into next chapter. Um, but I'll put a link in the show notes. It's free to listen to. We publish some of our meditations on an app called Insight Timer. We've got several there now, very popular. It's a lovely journey through a rainforest to a lovely pool with a waterfall. And uh, I hope you check it out. I hope you check it out. It's a beautiful journey. Let me know. Let us know what you think. I've listened to all of them and all of them are. It is like that journey and, and it's, it is relaxing. It helps you recenter yourself reset relax if you need to like you know return to yourself in the middle of the day it's really helpful oh thanks babe yeah cool well flower knows it's the end i don't know how she knows every time <laughs> but then as soon as we start our wrap-up conversation she comes right here to me and she starts the energy shift <laughs> the energy so. shift that's cool <laughs> oh, okay well Thank you for another lovely show. Great conversation. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> I'll catch you next week. So, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>